The views and opinions expressed by guests on this program are not necessarily the views of Thinking Bigger Business Media, Inc. or its employees. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Laird Goldsborough. He is the president of Valbridge Property Advisors, Shainer Appraisals. He's been with the firm since 1990. He qualifies as an expert witness in several states, and he's a licensed real estate agent in Kansas. He holds MAI designation from the Appraisal Institute, and he's a certified general real property appraiser in Kansas and Missouri. He's also the past president of the Kansas City chapter of the Appraisal Institute, a graduate of the Hellsburg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program, and a graduate of Leadership Overland Park. Now, if any of you are thinking, a real estate appraisal company, how exciting can that be? Uh, You're going to be doing yourself a disservice if you don't stay tuned because this company has seen phenomenal growth. They're a 2,525 alumni from a couple of years ago, and they have gone national. We can talk about that. And Laird's also here to talk with us today about how you you can help your employees become entrepreneurs and take your company to even greater heights. So welcome to the show today, Laird. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Tell us about Valbridge Property Advisors Shane Appraisals. What do you do? (laughs) Well, we are a commercial real estate appraisal firm. We appraise everything real estate except for homes. Okay. And uh, the company's been in business in Kansas City since 1978 as Shainer Appraisals, and two years ago, almost exactly two years ago, became Valbridge Property Advisors, which is a national company with 67 offices. Now, how do you how did you take a, a local firm like Shainer Appraisals and become a national firm? How, how did that all happen? Well, about four years ago, I got an unsolicited letter from a guy in Boston who was who had this idea. And collectively, 42 people came together across the country, guys like me who owned Mm -hmm. commercial real estate appraisal firms in different markets. And we worked on this concept for a couple of years, lots of ups and downs, as you can imagine. And then on March 18th of 2013, we launched as the third largest valuation, real estate valuation company in the country. Wow. I can't imagine the coordination. 40-some people just getting you all together on a conference call. What kind of logistics that must have taken. (laughs) It was a lot more than a conference call. We had meetings all over the country, worked on different systems, set up a board, set up advisors, Mm -hmm. set up officers. It's not unlike growing a small company, except at a much larger scale. We're now up to 67 locations. 650 employees, and uh, 180 MAIs, which in the commercial real estate appraisal world is sort of a big deal. It's the top of the food chain. Okay. And and you're on that board, right? I'm on the national board. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's been really kind of fun because it helps set direction for the company. Looking forward to serving. It's a two-year appointment. Um, And really sort of enjoying being in people that are in my space who are a lot smarter than me, and I'm a sponge all of a sudden. It's fun. 
<laughs> you also just recently bought a technology company, from what I understand. Tell us about that. Yes, Valbridge bought a technology company called Datapraise, mm-hmm. uh, which caters to the commercial real estate appraisal world. It's software writing, um, writing uh, narrative report writing software, excuse me. It's based out of Seattle, and Valbridge chose this platform a couple of years ago over its competitors. We thought it was a superior product, so much so that last fall we purchased the company, and I serve as the chairman of the board of that company, in addition to the being on the board at the national Valbridge level. When you say that it's a narrative software, narrative writing software company, what do you mean by that, and how does that help the growth of Valbridge? Well, so a commercial real estate appraisal is a document that can range from 40 to 100 pages. Bankers use them to make loan decisions. Attorneys use them. The government use mm-hmm. them. And what you're looking for, especially at the national company level, is a product that looks consistent throughout 66 different offices. Uh-huh. So we rely on technology to make the product look consistent, for it to be error-proof, those kind of things. Okay. It's amazing to me how technology, and it shouldn't be amazing to me, but you know, every single company is a technology company these days, whether they're in technology or not. If you're not using technology to drive what you do, then you're missing out. It's I think amazing. it becomes immediately evident at my office when the internet goes down or we don't have oh, access. Yes. <laughs> it's as if everybody should just go ahead and go home because we stop in our tracks. But the data praise product has been really great for us. We've got a bunch of outside users in addition to Valbridge users, of course. And um, we're heavily reliant upon it. It helps us drive business. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, I mentioned earlier that you're a 25 under 25 winner. And for those of you who haven't been listening to this show for a long time, uh, that is uh, 25 companies with fewer than 25 employees that we honor every year. Obviously, Laird's company was a winner a few years back, as I mentioned. But you have started receiving lots of recognition for the work that you've been doing, for the growth that you've seen. How does that change a company when you start? When people start focusing on you? You know that you're doing good things internally, but when you start getting recognized externally and getting that validation, what does it do for the company, for the employees? Anything at all? Honestly, it... It changes everything. I'm very proud of the fact that we won 25 under 25. We've been a finalist in Best Places to Work. Mm -hmm. We're up for Kansas City Chamber Small Business this week. Um, But I think internally it matters almost more than externally. People feel good about it. It's good validation for the things that we're doing. We think we're doing a few things right. And it's nice to have somebody on the outside tell us, Mm -hmm. you know, you are on the right path. Keep it up. Keep going. We're not chasing trophies, but at the end of the day, getting some third party to say what you're doing is good feels really good. I think our associates um, are proud to work with Valbridge, and I certainly am proud of the efforts that, that we've made and the strides we've made. Oh, and they've been huge. Let's talk a little bit about your associates. As I said, uh you have really strong feelings about how to engage your employees, your staff, so that they can become entrepreneurs within your entrepreneurial company. How, how do you foster that sort of an environment, that kind of a culture, without having renegades everywhere, you know, 
<laughs> Entrepreneurs are mutants. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We, um, I didn't even know that the word intrapreneur was a thing mm-hmm. until last week. And I was, I'm, we're always trying to figure out how to make our own employees more successful because at the end of the day, Valbridge's success is completely dependent on the success of the associates who work at Valbridge. So we've done, we've worked on this concept forever. We just never had an, a term for it, intrapreneur. But we encourage everybody to pursue continuing education, to get involved in their community. One of our associates is running for Raytown Alderman. The election is in April. And whatever it is that moves you, that's mm-hmm. what we encourage our associates to do. Obviously, there's work to be done on the commercial real estate appraisal side, but what else makes you the better you? And I think being an entrepreneur is difficult. It's risky. Um, you sleepless nights. But if you could act like one within your own organization, within the blanket of comfort or the umbrella of comfort that an existing successful company provides, how exciting is that? You get to make your own decisions. You get to steer your career without having to risk everything. And some people aren't in a position where they can risk everything. So instead, embrace this entrepreneurialism culture and be the best that you can be within an organization that you already know will protect you and is successful. It's a great concept. I'm going to continue to push it. I think everybody in my office gets it. And um, we're all on that program. Well, whenever you have a, a culture like this, how how do you encourage decision making without um, everybody going in their own direction? I, I there there is some risk to you. I mean, there's a great upside. Don't get me wrong. There's a great upside to this, but whenever you um, give people the authority to make their own decisions, there's going to be mistakes that get made. There may be some that you disagree with. How do you how do you uh, make sure that people can make their own decisions, yet uh, everybody's still oriented in the same direction, I guess. Well, you're never sure. <laughs> yeah, um, that's entrepreneurialism. You take risks. But I have a vision board that sits across from my desk, and it says on it, lead without authority. And it basically encourages people to make some decisions. At the end of the day, nobody's going to drive the ship into the rocks. Mm-hmm. We'll make some mistakes here and there. We'll go down a path that maybe we shouldn't have gone down. But I like the idea of not making all of the decisions, of sharing decision-making because I think it engages everybody. And I want everybody in Valbridge to know that they can do it almost better without me there. Um, and I encourage them to just pursue that concept. Mm-hmm. It's Some of them take it uh, a little further than others. Some people feel comfortable within their own blanket. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's fun when they take a concept and explore it. Some of our associates have become experts within commercial real estate valuation, and they know more about parts of it than I do, which is mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And you get to test your own success, again, within a company that you already know is successful and is not going to leave you high and dry. It's fun. Yeah, exactly. There's been study after study that's been conducted showing that up to about three quarters of employees at any time are unhappy in their place of work. And when it comes right down to it, obviously uh, money is important, it pays the bills, but that's typically not in these studies of unhappy employees. It's typically not the number one factor for why they're unhappy. It's because 
because they don't feel like they're respected, they don't feel like they're being utilized the best they can, and that they don't have an opportunity to grow. And so in the kind of culture, the type of organization you just described, there's plenty of room for that. Not only plenty of room, it's encouraged. I don't operate with fear that someone is going to leave. I celebrate people's success. Mm -hmm. And so every associate within our firm, I think, has the same opportunity to succeed. And it's in my best interest, and of course theirs, to see them succeed. So I spend as much time as I have to coach and push and encourage. And each one of the associates takes a slightly different path, and they get to decide which is their path to success. Mm -hmm. You're right. Employees feeling engaged and feeling appreciated and given opportunities are happier than associates who are not. Mm -hmm. And frankly, life is short. I want to work with a bunch of happy people who also tend to succeed a lot. Exactly. I'm glad to hear you say that you take the time to coach and to help them succeed because some people might be listening, wow, this is great. I'll get my employees to do all this and I can just step back. I mean, it's still a lot of work for you too, though, because you have to help people, uh, support people's success. I do, but you also, I love it. Um, Having graduated from the Hellsberg Mentoring Program, Um, and other leadership programs. It's the paying it forward concept. Mm -hmm. I've had great mentors and I'm deeply appreciative for them and I'm paying it back, I guess, but it doesn't feel like work. It feels Mm -hmm. like the right thing to do. It feels like fun. It's who I've become. And I think I'm doing a decent job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with the kind of growth you're experiencing, it sounds like it. I think so. I think so. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk. I'd like to talk a little bit about the Hellsberg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program, the importance of having a mentor and how that helps your business, too. We'll be right back. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your closet. Still no jobs, just more stuff? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Our job is to unlock those jobs. And it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover keytar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Figure Business Media. We're talking here today with Laird Goldsboro. He's the president of Valbridge Property Advisors. 
Shane Appraisals. They are a commercial real estate valuation firm and appraisal firm. And he was talking with us about how the company became national a few years ago by joining with several other like firms around the country. And then also how he has created a culture at Valbridge where employees can become what we call intrapreneurs. They can be entrepreneurial in a safe place. I, I like the way Laird said that. One of the things before we talk about uh, Hellsberg Entrepreneur Mentoring Program is if somebody's listening today and they thought, you know, that is a great idea. I need to encourage that in my company, but I don't even know where to start. Maybe they just have sort of, you know, they just got a different culture. And how do you start turning the ship around to allow your employees to become entrepreneurs? How, what were some of the first steps you would take? I think communication is key and being willing to give up making every single decision. I purchased my company in 2004. And for the first couple of years, I remember having my finger on every decision from the smallest one to the biggest one. And eventually you develop your own confidence in your associates and where you're going. And now I'm completely the opposite. I almost don't want to know anything that's going on. (laughs) It's better for me to sit back and encourage others to make decisions. And the concept of leading without authority is one that you should push out in your own firms because there are people out there who want to take some risks. There are people who want to advance their careers. All of your associates are at different levels, but even the newest guy has got some ideas that you should encourage. And honestly, the more you let go, if, uh, and that's assuming you have a track record of success. If right. it's a brand new company, maybe you ought to reevaluate re- these comments. <laughs> but if you have a track record of success, the more you can let go, the more you as the leader can focus on growing. That whole concept of working on instead of in your business, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've talked about it on the radio show yeah. a thousand times. But letting go so that you can focus on what your personal highest and best use is, is, is almost critical. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, mentoring. You are in many ways mentoring your own employees right now. You talked about paying it forward. And as we all know, there is a man here in town, an entrepreneur here in town, Barnett Hellsberg, who is paying it forward because of the lessons that he received and the mentoring he received from Ewing Kaufman. So you went through the Hellsberg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program. What is your advice to somebody who is thinking that maybe I should either get a mentor, uh, apply for a, a formal mentoring program. Is, is this something that you would say is good for everybody? Do you feel like you need to be at a certain point in your business before you can consider this? Just, just what's your thoughts on mentoring? I think it is a no-brainer. Everyone at every level should have a mentor, even at the highest levels. Those people who have acted or are acting as mentors should themselves have mentors. There's always another level to grow to. I'm starting to treat my older children as mentees as opposed to my children, but I was lucky to be accepted into the Hellsberg program. It's a three-year program and had a great experience with my assigned mentor there. And I like acting as that person within my own firm but I also have mentors on the outside. They're not business-related, that are more personal. Everyone has issues. Everyone has challenges, Um, especially when you're running a firm or a company. It is lonely at the top, regardless of how small or big the company is. 
and having someone who you can reach out to and talk to about problems is just really comforting. Obviously, spend the time selecting a mentor that you get along with and where the chemistry is appropriate. Hemp does a great job doing that, selecting and, and connecting. Um, but I would urge every one of your listeners to find a mentor that you can work with to try to push yourself forward. Okay, let's talk about commercial real estate. Uh, what is the commercial real estate market like in the Kansas City area right now? Well, it's back, um, which is nice. Kansas City is what I call a low beta city in terms of uh, commercial real estate. We don't get the swings that the coasts have, the way high highs and the way low lows. Uh, the land, land, the land component of the commercial real estate market, I think, took the biggest hit over the last few years since 2008. But if you drive around now, you'll see cranes everywhere again. Retail is booming. Industrial has been doing well for a while. The apartment construction is crazy. It's going up mm-hmm. everywhere. There's talk of a new 25-story office building downtown. The Brookridge Country Club is going to become this huge office park and entertainment venue. The Cerner Campus yes. on the Kansas City side, and obviously the Legends on the Kansas City, Kansas side. There's just a lot going on. I think there's a lot of opportunity right now. The housing market is doing well. Um, I'm bullish. I'm smiling. And for a while, it really wasn't that way. Yeah. Well, do you see us heading? uh, Is is it at dangerous highs again? Do you see us heading towards another bubble? Have we learned anything from a few years ago? Oh, I think we've learned a lot. Certainly on the lending side, lending requirements are a lot more stringent than Mm -hmm. there were. Uh, back in 2007, if you had a pulse, you could borrow a million dollars. That's right. simply not the case today. All T's are getting crossed. I's are getting dotted. I don't think we're heading towards a bubble. I attended uh, a summit this past week. I moderated a summit this past week on multifamily, mm-hmm. and all of the experts were still very bullish, continuing to look at national trends with millennials and how they like to live and really targeting their developments towards those millennials. They talked about having connectivity and amenities. And some of these apartment complexes that are being built right now, Kelly, are crazy. Yoga rooms oh, and I masseuses. Yeah. Sounds actually, it, it sort of had me wanting to move back to one almost. <laughs> well, I tell you, a lot of the uh, baby boomers are starting to sell their homes and head back to apartment or condo living. What opportunities are out there for the small to large investors in commercial real estate right now? Where would you point them? Um, I would point them towards things where you're willing to get your hands dirty a little bit. The class, what we call in the industry class A assets, tend to get picked over. They don't hit the market because they're sold before they hit the market. But there's a great opportunity in home rehab. That's Mm -hmm. a relatively small barrier to entry. Um, Small apartment buildings are available. If you're a business owner, should you consider buying the property that your business operates out of? Uh, there are a lot of lending institutions looking for what are called owner-occupants um, because they think that they represent a little less risk. You have a track record with your business, therefore you won't default on a loan. Mm-hmm. So I think there are a lot of opportunities there. And then, of course, there are these real estate investment trusts. You can actually buy stocks of investment trusts that are invest in real estate where you're more passive. You just invest your money and watch things go. Uh, and there's been a lot of that activity going on as well. Okay. I like getting my hands dirty and touching, feeling real estate. So if you're a local investor in Kansas City, consider staying within a market that you know. 
You mentioned uh, business owners considering whether they should buy the building that they might be currently leasing or or renting from. If someone were to take that step, you hear pros and cons that you should uh, go ahead and buy that building as the business, and you hear other people say that you should buy that as a separate entity. Do you have any strong feelings one way or the other? I do have strong feelings. You should buy it as a separate entity. Mm -hmm. You should typically have two entities. One is your operating company, your business, and the other is the holding company of the real estate. Normally, you would put it in a limited liability corporation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to play lawyer on the radio, but an LLC. And your operating company would pay your holding company rent. Advantages are, of course, the operating company shows less profit, which is less taxable, while at the same time, you're paying off the mortgage at the holding company. If you have the desire to do that, I think it's a good strategy. You could even pay someone to manage the real estate, and you focus on your business, pay somebody else to manage the real estate, but you happen to own the real estate. I think it's a win-win. It's something that all owner-occupants should consider. Okay. Any parting words today as we close? Well, I get back on this entrepreneurialism and mentoring. If you're at the top of your company and you're trying to make it grow, get a mentor who can help. Once you've established that relationship, focus on your associates as well. Encourage them to be entrepreneurs. Give them the authority to make decisions. Encourage them to make those decisions. Take a few chances and get back to having fun with your company. Exactly. And if anyone would like to learn more about Valbridge, how would they do that and or get in touch with you? Well, Valbridge.com, of course. And We're located on College Boulevard, but they can certainly call me directly. But Valbridge.com gets you to my office. Okay. Thanks so much for sharing not only about Valbridge, but all of your entrepreneurial insights as well today. Thanks for having me, Kelly. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at IThinkBigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at IThinkBigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.